Welcome back, Giants fans. Week number four game preview versus the Chicago Bears. I did not post a highlights reaction this week. It's been a busy couple of days, so that's on me. My apologies, but I have this preview. I'm making the NFL spread picks after this, so I will have two videos out by tonight. So sorry about the whole inconvenience there. So anyway, the Giants are going into week four as three-point favorites against the Chicago Bears. The Giants are the home team. Another pretty low over-under of 39.5. Last week, it was below 40. I believe it was 39 last week versus the Cowboys. So yeah, the Giants are not going to be in these very high-scoring matchups when they're playing these other offenses that are not that great. And Dallas with Cooper Rush did not have the best reputation. And Chicago's offense is about as bad as ours, if not worse. So leave in the comments your predictions for this game, and let's get into it. So before we get into the injuries, let me just say this. This is one of those matchups where I'm sure both fan bases feel they should probably win this game. As Giants fans, we should expect to win this game. And as Bear fans, you're looking at this like, well, the Giants ain't that good. Why can't we go to MetLife and win that game? Which both sides are kind of correct. But I will say, if the Giants are serious about being an 8-9 win team and making a playoff push for this year, this is one of those games you kind of have to get. Not to look too far ahead, but I do know the Giants have the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens on deck. And I just happened to catch the betting line for the Giants-Packers game, which of course is a future that definitely could change. But right now, at least, the Giants' Week 5 spread, they are a plus 7.5. So the Packers are supposed to win that game by a good amount. That should surprise nobody. So to go 3-1 and one in this game as compared to 2-2, two and two, is pretty imperative for the rest of the season. So the injuries for this game, the Giants are still dealing with some pretty serious injuries for some, not serious injuries, but like good players is what I meant to say. So good players that are going to miss this game and some guys that are still questionable. Cordell Flott, who has played, of course, some outside cornerback as a starter in the absence of Aaron Robinson. He's out this game with a calf injury, but Aaron Robinson got in a full practice on Friday. He should be back. So you're pretty much swapping in Aaron Robinson with Cordell Flott. Okay. Wandale Robinson remains out with his knee issue. I think the Giants are maybe shooting for next week for him and Tony. And speaking of Kadarius Tony, he's going to be out this game with the hamstring issue. Leonard Williams is going to be out for this game which is huge because Chicago loves to run the ball. We saw how different the Giants' run defense was when they had Leonard Williams the first two weeks and as compared to last week when they did not have him versus the Cowboys. But other than that, they have most of their guys. Of course, there is no Sterling Shepard. I did see good news about Nick Gates. I think it was Dan Duggan who posted an article on The Athletic about how the Giants are looking to activate Nick Gates off the PUP, which would be awesome, of course. He was injured about... I would say a year ago. It was week three last year or week two last year. So for him to make this comeback is unbelievable. So hats off to Nick Gates. And the Giants, you know, they can use some help at the interior spots. I'm not sure if Nick Gates is going to be as good as he was right away coming off of a very serious injury like that. But it cannot hurt to have him in the lineup. For the Bears and their injuries that are pretty notable, cornerback Jalon Johnson. I was a big fan of his coming out of Utah. I think he was the same draft as Xavier McKinney, and he was a second-round pick, so the Giants made out well there, but Jalen Johnson was a guy I had my eyes on, but he's out for this game, so they're cornerback one, gone. That's definitely going to help. David Montgomery, starting running back, he's out for this game, but as we know, the Bears have a very good backup running back named Khalil Herbert, who was like a fourth or fifth-round pick last year. He 
was awesome, even last season. But last week specifically, he had like 165 yards in that game versus the Texans. I know the Texans aren't great, but putting up 165 rushing yards in an NFL game against anybody is pretty impressive. And I saw their kicker, Cairo Santos, has not practiced at all. And it's Friday, of course, so that's not good. He's out for personal reasons. Hopefully he's okay. But um, if the Bears are without their kicker, that can definitely influence this low scoring affair possibly without having their main kicker let's start with the bears offense against the giants defense what should we expect on that side of the ball the bears for 2022 have a pretty unique offense so far and it's not sustainable the the bears are running at a clip that is just not sustainable they have to pass the ball more at some point the the bears are literally running a 1980s style offense and it's just not going to work in 2022. They are 2-1. It is working thus far, but there is context. They played that week one game in the monsoon versus the Niners. That worked out. They got beat by the Packers week two, and then they beat a really crappy Texans team in week three. But Chicago right now on a per-game basis is last in the NFL in passing attempts per game by 11.3 passing attempts. Chicago's averaging 15 passing attempts per game. 31 is the Atlanta Falcons at 26.3 passing attempts per game. That is insane. Staggering. Now, with that, of course, comes a very high running rate, rushing rate, I should say. Chicago is second in the NFL in rushing attempts per game at 34.7, only trailing the Cleveland Browns, which makes sense. But Chicago's offensive line on the football outsiders, they have a very bad adjusted sack rate. They are last in the NFL. The Bears' offensive line has allowed 10 sacks this year. That's like the bottom third of the league, but it's not the worst. But according to football outsiders here, their offensive line, pass blocking-wise, has been the worst in the NFL so far this year. Guess who the second worst is? The New York Giants. So if you're a fan of quarterbacks running for their lives and getting sacked, this is the game for you. Now for adjusted line yards, which is more running the ball, Chicago has the ninth ranked offensive line per football outsiders. So that's a lot better than their pass blocking offensive line. So them running the ball so far has played to their strengths. And of course, Justin Fields as a passer has not been impressive. He had two horrendous interceptions last week on overthrows. He has not looked comfortable in this offense so far passing the ball. Now running the ball, Justin Fields can make a lot of great plays on his feet. The Giants have to watch out for that. There was a play Fields made last year that still leaves me in awe. It was a game versus, I think, the 49ers. It was like later in the season. It was a home game for the Bears. They were running like a fourth and two. They try to do a quarterback power like behind the right guard. It gets completely stuffed, and Justin Fields runs around to the left side, jukes out like three guys, and scores a touchdown. Like He has crazy ability with his legs. Now, Fields as a passer is not developed yet. The Giants will have their opportunities at an interception or two. That's if Chicago passes the ball enough. So Fields as a passer, I don't fear him very much right now, but the Chicago Bears running attack, yes, it's going to help for us that David Montgomery, their starting running back, is not healthy right now, but with Justin Fields and, of course, they have Khalil Herbert, as I mentioned. They have this other rookie named Ebner who filled in last week and looked pretty good. They have the potential to take advantage of a Giants run defense that, without Leonard Williams, is not that good. Like, we know Dexter Lawrence is really good in the middle, but the Giants linebackers are they're not very good to be honest and you got to have other guys to step up and stop the run. So I do think Don Martindale is going to go into this game with less of a 
you know, blitzing attack and less pressure in the quarterback attack because this is not the game for that. This is not a game where the Giants are going to face 30 dropbacks by the Bears because they just don't pass the ball enough. It's going to be unique how the Giants go about this defensively. We'll see what they do. But Chicago, I am afraid of their running attack. They have the advantage here with Leonard Williams out. So the Giants have to prepare for that and just try to not let Chicago beat them on the ground. The Bears weapons, I mean, they're not the best. They have really put Justin Fields in a tough situation here. Um, Equinemia St. Brown's one of their outside receivers. You have Darnell Mooney, who had some really good moments the past couple years, especially last year in the second half. But with the lack of passing attempts here, he has not been able to really put up many numbers. Honestly, no pass catcher on the Bears has put up great numbers so far. It makes sense. And they have our old friend Dante Pettis, number 13 for the Giants. So Dante Pettis should be out there. I like Cole Komet, their tight end. I was high on him for fantasy football this year. That was a big mistake because I think he has a total of six fantasy points through three weeks. And if you don't know fantasy football, that is horrendous. Now on PFF, and I know some of you hate PFF, but I'm just going to save the stat anyway. On PFF, Justin Fields is ranked 33rd out of 33 quarterbacks for their grades so far this year. So Justin Fields is having a pretty horrendous year. I mentioned passing the ball has not been good. Sometimes he holds on to the ball too long and takes sacks. So I know the Giants have it bad on offense, but the Bears, it's not much better. My fear is that Chicago can run the ball 50 times for five yards a carry and really take advantage of the Giants that way. I'm not really afraid of Justin Fields passing for 250 yards, 300 yards, and having a great day through the air. It's the ground attack that really concerns me, especially with Williams out. So on the other side now, the Giants offense versus the Bears defense. What should we expect? The Bears running defense has been awful. They're 31st in the NFL, allowing 157 rushing yards per game to their opponents. Now, some of that is because the Bears often will be playing from behind. I'm sure the Packers game influenced that as well, but I feel like teams are not in game scripts versus the Bears where they have to pass the ball a lot. They are in either close games or they're losing. So teams don't have to pass a bunch against the Bears. Now, I just saw Houston is allowing 202 rushing yards per game. That is by far the worst. That is awful. Jeez. But this Bears defense is not what it used to be. This is not the 2018-2019 Bears of uh, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks. I think even Danny Trevathan might have been there still. But guys like that, they don't have that level defense anymore. I honestly don't fear the Bears defense like I used to. But the problem is the Giants don't have a good offensive line so that of course is going to be a problem against any opponent at their linebacker spot they stole Roquan Smith I mean he had a big interception last week to pretty much win the game for them he had like 18 tackles last week too so um, you know he's in like a contract year I believe playing for the money so he's been off to a good start they do have Robert Quinn still he had like 18 19 sacks last year had a great season we know him with the Cowboys he had a great season a few years ago so He's still on their defensive line, but they don't really have that many other guys I'm worried about. Kyler Gordon is the rookie corner um, out of Washington. He's been off to a pretty rough start so far. Like, the Bears' defense is beatable, and I think if the Giants can just pass block in this game and, you know, hopefully can run the ball with Saquon effectively, which I do think will happen, but... The Giants can't expect Saquon to carry them for every single win. The Giants passing offense has to get there at some point. I know the Giants are trotting out guys like Richie James and David Sills and maybe Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay this week. It's not the best lineup, but the Giants have to find a way to move the ball through the air. It will get better once Kadarius Toney gets back and once Wondell Robinson get back, but it's not there yet, but the Giants are playing against a, a defense that I think they can have success against. The Bears right now have the ninth ranked passing defense in the NFL. That's good, but the Giants are 10th, so it's like 
I don't know what to really make of it. We're only three weeks in. I don't think the Bears' secondary is that great. Their cornerbacks specifically, their safeties I respect. They have good safeties, but their corners specifically... I think they're beatable, especially without Jalen Johnson. So I'm expecting another pretty low-scoring game. Of course, the over-under is below 40 once again, but you know it feels like a game where somebody's going to win by a field goal, and hopefully it's the Giants and they can get themselves to 3-1. and one. When the Giants were 2-0, and oh, we were all sitting here saying, well, the Giants will be 3-1 and one at minimum because we looked at the Cowboys game as kind of a toss-up. I think most of us expected to either go 4-0 or 3-1. and one. So if the Giants drop two in a row and drop to 2-2, two and two, that would be definitely disappointing. So hopefully they take this one, can get to 3-1. and one. As I mentioned, they have the tough opponents with Baltimore and the Packers coming up. Those are tough games, but you want to make sure you get this one. The Giants are home in this game. They're facing another rookie head coach. There really is no excuse. Like, I know the Giants are lacking talent against a lot of teams in the NFL, but the Chicago Bears are also in a rebuild. They have a new head coach, a new GM, Ryan Poles with the Giants. You know, he was one of the finalists for the Giants. GM job. The Bears and Giants are kind of in similar situations. The rosters are kind of alike. I mean, the Bears have some really talented players with Quinn and Eddie Jackson, and I mentioned Jalen Johnson, who's not playing, but they have talented players. But I think these teams, roster wise, are, are pretty similar. The Giants have no excuse to, to lose this game. You are the home team. You have Saquon Barkley. You can run the ball as a team. You have uh, the kicking advantage by a lot. I mean, Cairo Santos is okay, but he's more of an accuracy guy. Like, I don't see Cairo Santos knocking down 58-yard field goals or anything like that. Graham Gano can do that, so the Giants have the advantage there. It's going to be one of those games where field position definitely matters, but I don't see why the Giants should lose this game. I think it'd be pretty sad if they did. Now, if they do lose the game, it's not the end of the world. We came into this year with, I think most of us, with pretty low expectations. It's a first year of a rebuild, trying to evaluate the roster and see what the young guys are, all that type of stuff. So if they lose it, it's going to suck, but it's not going to be like one of those losses that's going to hurt for like an entire week. It's like, okay, the Giants are 2-2. Two and two. This was a rebuild evaluation type year, but you still have a very good chance here to be three and one. Hopefully they take it. So anyway, that's going to do it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Once again, leave in the comments your predictions for this game, and I will talk to you guys next time.